Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. Now, today's guest is Dr. Ron Ehrlich, and Dr. Ron is one of Australia's leading holistic health advocates and dentists. Over 35 years of clinical practice, he has developed a holistic approach to health and wellness, as well as a comprehensive model of how stress impacts on our lives. In his book, A Life Less Stressed, The Five Pillars of Health and Wellness, he explores not only the five pillars of health, but the five stresses as well and why health messages are so confusing and contradictory. These are themes that he explores and expands on each week with world leaders in his weekly podcast, Unstress, with Dr. Ron Ehrlich. The model has also shaped his keynotes and workshops for the public, uh, for corporations and health professionals, both locally and internationally. And he has been in clinical practice since 1980, and he continues to see patients in his group practice, the Sydney Holistic Dental Center in Sydney, Australia. And he has multiple awards and fellowships and is, is a real advocate and, and just has a passion to convert the confusion to clarity and the information to knowledge into empowering individuals to fulfill their potential, take control of their health, build resilience, and be the best they can be. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Dr. Ron Ehrlich. Well, welcome Ron to the Rise Up For You podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. So much, Leanne. I've been looking forward to talking with you. Absolutely. So, okay, let's dive right in. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, We always love our guests to share with our audience uh, who you are, what you do, and the journey that led you here today. Well, uh, my background is actually in dentistry. I am what is referred to, I've referred to myself as a holistic dentist for almost 40 years, and the most common question is, what is a holistic dentist? (laughs) Really just a dentist with attitude, and that attitude is that there is a whole person attached to this mouth that we're working on. So that that is, uh, you know, and that mouth is part of the digestive system, part of the respiratory system, and a whole range of other things. So Mm. I rather surprising part of dentistry within the first year of graduating and it was all about chronic pain chronic musculoskeletal pain like headaches and neck aches and that kind of thing and it surprised me and it led me into very quickly uh, a model of stress that has informed my practice and my professional and personal journey ever since and we can certainly talk about that but but it was really through the unexpected uh connection between being a dentist and chronic headaches and neck aches that that led me into this area of stress management. Wow. Well, I so love that because I think we tend to compartmentalize our body in a way, right? It's like, oh, dentist just works in the mouth or, you know, podiatrist just works on the feet or, you know, instead of like looking at the whole person. So yeah, share a little bit more about that. I think that's so fascinating. Important to know that, um, that there is a person attached to to the teeth. And and this is the beginning of the digestive tract. Mm. So if you think chewing your food and preparing it for digestion is important, 
then a well-functioning masticatory system is important. And that's all about the way the teeth come together, your jaw joints, your muscles around the head and neck, whether you're a mouth breather or a nasal breather. It's also the gateway to the respiratory tract. So literally the size and shape of your mouth determines the size and shape of your upper airway. So if you think breathing is important, mm. I think we is, mm-hmm. uh, breathing well is really important. And, and it's not just breathing well during the day, importantly, breathing well while you're asleep. So the quality of sleep and how well you breathe is a part of holistic dentistry. It's the site of the two most common infections known to man, woman or child. So if you think chronic infection and chronic inflammation is important, and it is, because the common denominator in all diseases is chronic inflammation, then the mouth is is the site of the two most common infections, tooth decay and gum disease. Mm. And because we clench and grind our teeth, that's the connection between headaches and neck aches. And that's got to do with the quality of sleep and posture and a whole range of things. So very early on in my career, I got into nutritional medicine. I have a fellowship in nutritional and environmental medicine. I'm actually the president of the Australasian College of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine, which is a unique position for a dentist to be in. Wow, congratulations. I've got a fellowship in lifestyle medicine, and I've been studying nutrition for over 35 years, and I've done a lot of research in posture and environment and a whole range of other things. So it's uh, there's a lot going on up here in the mouth, and that's left <laughs> a whole lot more going on in people's health and in the environment because, let's face it, uh, you know, we're not separate from the world. We're not separate from the environment, and it's not just the air we breathe or the water we drink, but it's what's going on in our own homes that also turns out to be pretty important as well. So, you know, that's kind of where I've been... Uh, focusing over the years. I think the model, and and I've talked about a model of stress, it's basically a five-stressor model, if you like. And and I find stress as anything that compromises your immune system or promotes chronic inflammation. And Mm -hmm. and there are five stresses that we focus on. Emotional, environmental, postural, nutritional, and dental stress. And, and the dental stress is the one that surprises people, but I, I, I add that for two reasons. One, I've been interested in this for 40 years, so I feel reasonably well qualified to talk about it. Right. I include it for anybody with a mouth who is interested in their health, but has never fully connected the two, and there are a lot of surprising connections. So that's the five stressor model. And, and if you think of life as a kind of a balancing beam, One side is what can compromise your health, the stresses, so you want to be able to identify and minimise those. Mm -hmm. And the other side is to build resilience. And Mm -hmm. arguably, there's never been a more important time for us to build resilience, physical, emotional, mental resilience. And so to that effect, focusing on five pillars is a really neat model to work on. You notice I only use five and five, it's only because I've got five fingers on each hand, so it just seemed a lot easier. Perfect. Pillars of health, you need to focus on sleep, breathe, nourish, move, and think. And they are kind of the balancing act that we all go through every day in life. And if you think of it as a balancing beam, the pivot in the middle is our genes and our epigenetics. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the model I've worked with for all that time. Wow. I mean that, yeah. Talk about holistic. That's a, <laughs> that's wonderful. And at Rise Up For You, we also have our six pillars too, which is 
which is a little bit similar. We have our, you know, what, what we what we really, in terms of our holistic and, and looking at the whole person and how you build your best self as the whole person, right? So it's it's relationships, it's, it's career, it's money, it's self-worth, it's health, right? And um, social emotional intelligence. So very, very similar with some of these with health and uh, definitely self-worth and how we think about ourselves and the feelings and emotions that we put into it. That's so foundational to everything. And that sounds like your model too, about that's just such the foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I've looked at, at what you guys are doing and I love what you're doing. It's, it's, uh, you know, I love the term rise up for you. I mean, I think that's just uh, something for us all to inspire to. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you. And, uh, and you as well, you know, I, I love this, uh, the, the stress because sometimes we, for sure, dental stress, like I, I'd never had thought of that to be its own really thing. But when you, when you shared, you know, uh, what you've discovered over 40 years, right, that so much is related to um, the head, the neck, the mouth, everything going on there. So share a little bit more about that and how can we relieve some of that stress? Well, I mean, I think look at it firstly as digestion. You know, I think we all agree that what we eat is really important mm -hmm. and uh, it's something that really helps to absorb what it is we're eating. So digestion is all about that. It's about breaking food down and making it available for your body to absorb. So that's why a well-functioning masticatory system is important. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of the food that we are on, that is on offer now, you don't actually even have to masticate. Uh, but, but I mean, when we're talking about nutrient-dense whole foods, you know, that is important. And the digestion starts in the mouth. So that's number one. Um, the, the other one is that surprises people is the connection between the mouth and breathing and sleeping. Mm -hmm. See, we have over millions of years evolved to have 32 teeth in our mouth, just like we've evolved to have five fingers on each hand and two arms, etc., etc. But we've evolved to have 32 teeth in our mouth. And it turns out that over 90% of the population in our modern world do not have enough room for that. So, you know, most people have had their wisdom teeth out, their third molars, or they've had teeth out for orthodontic treatment, or their teeth that are a little bit crowded, they're not really well aligned. And most people look at that and think, oh, well, you know, no big deal about that. But the, the big deal about it is that if you have not enough room for your teeth, that means you don't have enough room for your tongue and it means you are more predisposed to being a mouth breather than you might be, you should be a nasal breather. Noses are for breathing, mouths are for feeding. <laughs> nasal breathing is a really important part of balancing out body chemistry. So the quality of breathing is really important and the shape and size of your mouth, it turns out, has an impact on that. Mm. And then that flows on to your sleep. Now, I think... You know, sleep is without a doubt the most important part of our day. It is our body's built-in, I believe, non-negotiable life support system. Mm -hmm. so if you get a consistently good night's sleep, and that's a function of quantity and quality, um, then, then you will probably have the mental, physical, and emotional resilience to deal with the stresses of life, to make all the right decisions about the food you want to eat about the exercise you want to do, about how you think about the people around you and the work you're doing. So sleep is something that is critically important to a holistic, to the dental stress part of this model because it, it gets to the root cause of why 
putting your head on the pillow may be not enough. I said it's a function of quantity and quality. A consistently good night's sleep for over 90% of the population means between seven and nine hours sleep a night. Right. Now, it's really interesting because people that sleep three or four hours a night know they're not getting enough sleep, but it's the people that sleep six hours a night that are the most interesting because they think they are, but they perform just as badly on almost every health score, physical and mental, as the three to four hour group. Mm. So quality of, the quantity of sleep is important, but putting your head on the pillow isn't enough. You've got to breathe well while you're asleep. And then it's the site of all the infections, you know, like tooth decay and gum disease affect 90% of the population to some degree. And pain is not an indicator. You know, it's like, would you go, if you went into your cardiologist and your cardiologist said, Leanne, have you got any pain? And you went, no, I haven't got any pain. And, you, and he says, well, come back when you're in pain. <laughs> yourself hang on that's not being very thorough from a cardiologist's point of view and similarly dental health oral health just the absence of pain does not mean there isn't a problem there so that's that's an issue as well and then we could get into toxicology because you've got to fill teeth that have got holes in them and that could be you know the material you use could be toxic so there is a lot going on there when it comes to dental stress yeah there is a ton i mean just Super, super interesting. Um, do you um, know the work of Weston Price? You know the work of Weston Price very well. I actually think Weston A. Price's research, which was done in the first part of the 20th century, is probably, and I've said this on many occasions, the most important piece of research ever done. Ever, what yeah. Cool, that is. But I believe it's true because he set out to find out what caused tooth decay. And he not only found out what caused tooth decay, but he also realized that where there was no tooth decay, there was no chronic degenerative diseases like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, autoimmune condition. There was enough room for all 32 of your teeth. So Western A. Price is a legend, and the Western A. Price Foundation in America is one worth being part of and supporting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard a little bit about his work and the rule of thirds and how it's just changing uh, processed foods and how it's changing our structure around our mouth. And that's what, what you said about teeth not fitting or, you know, why is it that almost every kid needs braces now? Like just really interesting, yeah, really, really interesting. And it's all connected, right, with the nutrition and the posture. Let's talk, actually, I want to circle back to the posture a little bit because obviously now we're all looking down. We've got devices or, you know, everything's rolling forward, Um so let's talk a little bit about that stress. <laughs> it's a big one. It's an interesting one because um, a few million years ago, when we got up on two legs and put this 10-pound ball on a, up on, a, on a, a spine, it was quite a challenge. And it's been quite a challenge ever since. So this 10-pound ball, well-balanced on the spine, is a good thing, you know, but it's a challenge. As soon as you tilt your head down five degrees, that 10-pound ball becomes a 15- or 20-pound ball. As soon as you tilted down 15 or 20 degrees, it can move up to even a 50 or 60 pound ball. So the looking down that we do so much of puts a tremendous strain on the muscles of the head, neck and jaw. If you're sitting at your desk and you're looking forward into your screen all the time, that puts a tremendous strain on the muscles of the head, neck and jaw. Um, Sleeping position is potential stress too. Stomach sleeping is the worst position to sleep. Right. Twists up the airway, twists up the muscles of the whole body. So, sleeping position is another thing. 
people in chronic pain, be it lower back pain or head and neck pain, need to be aware of foot structure and the way our feet hit the ground. That's very important too. We used to walk around barefooted with our our feet on literally on the ground, earthy, mm-hmm. and, and proprioception connected to that. So the way we live our lives now, it's very easy for feet to go out of balance. And, and so chronic musculoskeletal pain, like lower back pain and chronic headaches and neck aches, a huge problem in our society. And it turns out that um, uh, the fact that we're not moving as much, we hear a lot about that. You know, right. we're spending a lot of time seated. But when you look into what is actually good movement, you realise that it's actually less is more. There are some really simple things that we can do posturally that can make a huge difference. And by that I mean um, incorporating functional movements into our exercise, Mm -hmm. bending and stretching, twisting and turning, um, flexing and extending. So, you know, that kind of movement is really important. And if you do exercise, it also turns out that less is more because... 15 to 20 minutes, say 15 to 30 minutes of high-intensity training, interval training, particularly when you combine it with some weights, will put your metabolism up for 24 to 48 hours. Now, if you go for a a 10-kilometer run, uh, that will put your uh, metabolism up for six to eight hours. So it turns out doing less is actually quite good, Mm -hmm. and you don't get that much of it. And walking places is good. It's sustainable. It's social. You can do it all your life. So postural stress is really important. It even turns out that sitting on the toilet is a postural stress because for millions of years we have evolved to have to, to um, be in a squatting position and our anatomy is really well suited to that. And toilets are a wonderful thing. I don't want to... You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be without one, obviously. <laughs> stool around the toilet so that you are actually in a more squatting position, there is some really interesting research which shows that bowel movements are are improved by that. So that's another aspect of postural stress. So it's actually a really big topic and it dovetails into the move aspect on the other side of the scale, but it's a, a really interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So much that goes into all of it. And, and I love that on the resilient side that you have think, because I, I think I think that think is <laughs> one or if not the most important because I think our beliefs trump everything. It's so common now in our languaging to be, I'm so stressed out, I'm busy, I'm, you know, I'm running everywhere, I can't keep up, right? This type of, so if you're constantly feeding your mind with that, that verbiage and language and, and beliefs, then you are going to be stressed out, right? And it's going to be that cascade effect through your whole body. Well, Look, thoughts are things. I mean, mm-hmm. by that I mean they are real things and they're little proteins called neurotransmitters. So when you think negatively, when you are stressed, that actually produces a neurotransmitter that circulates around your body, attaches onto a cell membrane and causes your gene to express itself. Mm-hmm. So not all stress is bad. Actually, there's some very interesting research which shows that stress how you think about stress is actually the most important aspect of it. For example, if you're in a job and you think, oh, my God, I'm so stressed. I hate this. Oh, I don't want to go to work. I just hate it. I'm working so hard. I can't do this. Well, there are those neurotransmitters pumping out a very important and potentially very damaging message to your genes. On the other hand, a person in exactly the same job 
who goes, I love this. I'm so energized by it. I'm so excited to go to work. Well, they are pumping out a different neurotransmitter. And so that's a very different story. So the way we think about things is very important. I referenced the work of Martin Seligman. I'm sure you're familiar yes. with him. Yes. Father of psychology right. in the East Coast of America. And he has a perma model, P-E-R-M-A, and, uh, as a way of how we approach health and wellness. And, and this is about how we think. And the P stands for positive. Um, are you positive about what you're doing, the people you're with, the things you're engaged with? Are you engaged? That's the E. That's the P-E. The E is engagement. Are you engaged in what you do? R stands for relationships. And I know that's an important pillar. And Harvard University have done the longest study, 75-year study, on health, wellness, and longevity. And they found the greatest predictor of health, wellness, and longevity was relationships. Mm. Real relationships. Not friends on Facebook, not likes on whatever. <laughs> it's all we connect with in person. And, and so if you are fortunate enough to have a significant other, that's great. But it's not just about that. It's about your family, your friends, your community, whether you're a member of a church or a club, a sporting club or whatever. It's relationships. So that's the P-E-R. M is about meaning. Is there meaning in what you do? A is about accomplishment or acknowledgement. And more recently, he's included H, which I know is another pillar of yours, which is health. Mm -hmm. Because he realized that it's all good and well to talk about being positive and engaged and enjoying relationships and all of that. But if you're not in good health, that's a difficult, that's easier said than done. So, so, you know, this is why focusing on building resilience helps how you think about things. And then there's a whole talk, you know, thing to go into about mindfulness and the power of meditation and the power of gratitude, mm -hmm. which is a really powerful tool to be using. So think is a really big one. We, we may not have control over the events of the world. We may not have control over other people, but we certainly have control over how we think about those things. Absolutely. That is a great wrap up of all of this because it uh, it is so foundational and it's not doesn't happen overnight. And we have a lot of the subconscious beliefs that are running. There's a lot that goes into it, but you know, everything starts with awareness. So you brought so much awareness to us today with just thinking about this in a more holistic way and not just compartmentalizing our stress or our relationships or our health, you know, but it's it, it's all to becoming that whole person. It's all related. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. That's a <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to our little power section. So we love our guests to share with our audience a couple of their favorites. So uh, one book, share with our audience one book that had a massive impact on you. Yeah, well, look, like so many people, there are so many, but one that does stand out for me is a book by a fellow by the name of Bruce Lipton, who you may have heard of. Yep. I've, I've actually interviewed him on my own podcast on several occasions. And Bruce's book, The Biology of Belief, is a very powerful message for anybody to read because we we are it's so easy for us to think of our gene our genes as being determining how we are you know i'm a victim of my genes well it's not quite as simple as that and to some people that may be uh, a little frightening but i found it rather empowering and he was the person that uh, introduced me to the concept of epigenetics so genes is one thing but how your genes express themselves is another. And Bruce was talking specifically about thoughts and those neurotransmitters. So that's not my original thoughts. I've just 
brought together a conglomeration of all the things that I've read over the last 40 years. But you asked me what's an important book that was because if thoughts are things and those neurotransmitters cause your genes to express themselves, well, then your those thoughts have a powerful impact on your health. Now, if those thoughts do, then so can nutrients and so can environmental toxins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I kind of took that concept of the neurotransmitter impacting on gene <clears throat> expression and just expa- expanded it to include nutritional and environmental stresses as well. So Bruce Lipton's book, and he's a wonderful, inspiring uh, person. I mean, I, you know, when you talk to Bruce, you just have to ask him one question and off he goes <laughs> and the like to listen to. So book, uh, Bruce's book, The Biology of Belief, is a very powerful book. Fantastic. Yeah, I love Bruce. I saw him speak and yeah, just amazing, amazing gentleman. So love that one. Okay, how about one quote that you live by? Well, another thing that I'm very interested in is regenerative agriculture. because, And I think we all should be because if you're interested in the food you put in your mouth, you should be interested in how it's grown and not just sustainably, because actually we need to regenerate soil. So it turned out about 15 years ago, I was introduced to Alan Savory from a a holistic regenerative land management. And it turned out that there was an awful lot in common between holistic land management and holistic healthcare. And I talked to him about that also on several occasions. But at one interview I gave him, he said something which really I had to say, well, just stop, you know, and this was, and it was this. He said, if you are waiting for the change to come from above, and he wasn't talking about God here, he was talking about governments, and regulatory bodies, then you could be waiting a long time. The change literally has to come from the ground up, from you and me. And and when he said that to me, I just thought that was just so profound um, that that, uh, that really did, I mean, it was kind of put into words what I had been thinking about for so long. And I, he said that to me about 15, 10, 15 years ago, and it's informed everything I've done ever since. So that was an important quote. Yes, Alan said. absolutely. Wonderful. If you could leave the world with one final message, one golden nugget, what would it be? Well, I think when you explore, you know, it's so easy to be confused by all the different health messages. But when you realize there's a lot of commercial interests involved in those messages, you come to one very simple conclusion. And that is your health is just too important to leave to anybody else you have to take control of it yourself. And if we have one goal, if we have one purpose in life, uh, I would say that purpose is to fulfill our potential. Mm. And whatever, if it means as a partner, as, a, as part of a business, as a friend, you know, as a professional, whatever you do to fulfill your potential. And in order to do that, being in, the, being in control of your own health uh, is, is a really good place to be. So that's what I would say. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And how can we uh, support you and find you? Well, I have my website, which is drronerlich.com, and that's D-R-O-N-E-H-R-L-I-C-H. I think in America it's pronounced Ehrlich, drronerlich.com. That's where they can find me, and I have a book called The Life Less Stressed, The Five Pillars of Health and Wellness, where I explore all those. I have a podcast as well, which is called Unstressed with Dr. Ron Ehrlich. 
Fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Okay. One last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? Well, I think I've already covered it really. Mm -hmm. and That's why I felt rather I was so looking forward to speaking to you because Rise Up For You is very much what um, I'm about and that is about fulfilling your potential. And that's what it means to me. So good on you for you guys for what you're doing and uh, more power to you. Thank you so much. Well, this has been just an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. And I know our audience got massive value. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.